What is up, DGAFers? Today we are talking about why dieting is actually anti-health and why trusting your body, eating intuitively, finding food freedom is actually better for your health. Yeah, and this is a big fear that comes up for people when they are are learning to ditch diets. They're deciding whether or not they're ready to embrace intuitive eating. It's, but what if I become lazy and unhealthy? Because if I'm I'm not focusing on weight loss, doesn't that mean I'm not prioritizing my health? And in this episode, we talk about why that's actually not the case and why it's it's really just the $70 billion diet industry that is in our heads teaching us that dieting and weight loss equals health. Yes, there are so many, we call them diet culture beliefs, meaning just things that you believe that diet culture, so that $70 billion industry, has taught you to be true. And we are really going to be breaking through like, you're not letting yourself go when you're starting to trust yourself around food and you're making peace with foods that maybe you've had that were forbidden for so long. And you're not just going to be somebody who's, you're not just going to sit on the couch all day and eat potato chips. I know that's what it seems like it's going to be when you start your intuitive eating journey. And when you finally ditch that psychotic meal plan and you stop killing yourself with workouts Mm -hmm. to burn off that last meal, I know it can seem scary, But trust us when we say intuitive eating is so Mm pro-health because you're respecting your body finally. Yes. Yes. We talk a lot about body respect in this episode. We talk about why dieting is not the answer and how we're going to help you really ease your fears when it comes to saying, okay, I'm done dieting. Yes. Well, that leads us into our course that we have made. It's called The Diet Rebellion. And we felt like this podcast was really relevant to the beginning stages of your intuitive eating journey when you have all of those diet culture beliefs, aka now fears, with ditching that because we wanted to express that it is very important that you still prioritize your health. Mm-hmm. Number one, like your health is, that's, that's all you have is your health. And we're talking about your mental health as well. It's not just about your physical health. Yeah, all of it ties in together, mental, emotional, physical, all of it. So we wanted to bring this to your attention and also bring our course to your attention, The Diet Rebellion, because if you have fears like I'm going to be lazy and healthy, I'm going to gain a lot of weight, I'm at an unhealthy rate, rate, weight right now, how am I supposed mm-hmm. to let myself just eat whatever? Like, how does this happen when I have all of these fears holding me back and will I be able to ever get over them? And so we're hoping that this episode helps you ease some of those fears, but we have a full blown self-paced course to help you debunk your deepest, darkest fears when it comes to ditching diets. Yes. So if you want the, the first dibs on this course, it's not released to the public yet. We are only releasing this to our VIP members as of right now. So If you are not on that VIP list, if you want to go to our Instagram bio, click that link. It's going to have you enter your name, your email, get on that list. We'll be sending you all the details. Um, You can also click the show notes of our podcast. It will be in there as well. But that is really going to set the scene for you to overcome those fears and get to a point where you're ready to ditch diets and start your intuitive eating journey. Yes. Our big picture for you, so we want to paint this for you, is Number one, help you ditch diets, help you get over those fears, AKA the diet rebellion, the course that we just talked about. Because in order for you to to start your intuitive eating journey, if you don't ditch diets and you're not set in stone of why you wanna do that, 
there's a lot of work you got to do to to really heal your relationship with food and with your body. And if you don't have a solid reason to do that, it's going to be very easy for you to say, oh, I'm just going to do one more diet. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So ditch the diets, get over those fears. Then you start making peace with food, learning how to respect your body, learning gentle nutrition, understanding what food freedom is, actually getting into the nitty gritty work of it. And then if you're moms like us, Mm -hmm. then we can now transfer that into raising intuitive eaters. So we have a roadmap planned out here, how we're going to help you become an intuitive eater. First, it's ditch diets, aka become a diet rebel take our diet rebellion course. Then we're going to lead into the big time intuitive eating, teaching you the 10 principles, helping you walk through the five stages and then our beautiful children. How do we raise intuitive eaters? Yeah. Because fun fact, everyone is born an intuitive eater. Mm -hmm. It's diet culture and all the bullshit that, that teaches us to not trust ourselves. So we want to help you heal your own relationship with food, with your body. So then you can just keep your kids eating intuitively. Yep. All right. Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a dga effer. like don't give a bleep or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a dga effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a dga effer who doesn't give a bleep what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. So today we want to address the fear that if you are not dieting, if you are not focusing on losing weight, the fear comes up that you'll be lazy and unhealthy. Yes. That you're not prioritizing your health if you're not focused on weight loss. And that could not be further from the the truth. Yes. And I feel like even if... So if you're either focusing on weight loss, you're prioritizing your health, or if you've lost the weight, like Mm -hmm. you've actually dieted, you've lost your weight. Now it's like the obsessing of every morsel of food and making sure the weight doesn't come back. You feel like that's healthy Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I've been there where I've lost weight and was like at my goal weight. And I'm telling you, whatever your weight is, is probably not the weight that your body actually wants to be at. Because if it was, you wouldn't have to work so hard for it. Right. You wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't have to work to keep it there. Yes. Like my goal weight always used to be like a certain amount, like whatever. I'm not even going to say numbers because I feel like it's not even relevant. But my goal weight, whatever it was, it was so hard to keep it. So even when I got there and I got to that weight, I had to literally micromanage every morsel of food that went in my mouth. I had to make sure I was working out seven days a week. I had to like be a military person, yep. like a psycho about it to keep that weight. And what I didn't realize was I thought I was prioritizing my health by staying at this goal weight because I looked amazing. And that means I'm healthy in my mind is what I thought. 
I didn't realize that by forcing me at that weight was actually so unhealthy Mm -hmm. and that if I would have just let my weight go to where it likes to be, which is called a weight set point, which we talk about and we've talked about in some posts, we talk about in our new course, um, The Diet Rebellion, if I would have let my body stay at my weight set point, meaning the weight that it actually feels most comfortable at, I would have been a million times healthier. Yeah. Yeah. I experienced that too, where once you get to your, your goal, it's like, you, you have to micromanage everything. And that that is what brought up a lot of fear and anxiety for me. And I don't know if you can relate to this, Lauren, but like social events, anxiety mm-hmm. around social events when you were trying to keep your body at that point, it was so hard for me to just like, like go enjoy myself and not think about food. Mm-hmm. Or if I did go out and, and let the, the reins loose around food, I would just eat uncontrollably. Yes. And then I felt like, A, I was going to gain all my weight back in one day, which is ridiculous. Like Mm -hmm. I used to think that all the time. And then I just would think like that I'm not, I'm not being the healthy person that I, you know, I want to be. And it's just so bizarre that I was like so wrapped up in it, which I know a lot of people are. And it's like, you think you're doing good, but you're not. I, it's funny that, that we're talking about this today. I just read uh, the part in the book, The Fuck It Diet by Caroline Dunart. such a great book if, if you've not heard of it. So good. Um, but she was talking about how just during like her lowest point with dieting, she had become a raw vegan when she was mm, in college. I, saw, I read this part too. Yeah, and so she became a raw vegan, and like it was so hard to live to to keep that lifestyle. And we're not like bashing vegans by any means here. Like, right, whatever you're doing, we just want to make sure you can do it literally for the rest of your life. Right, and if you're choosing to be a vegan for like ethical purposes, not for weight loss, then yeah. that's a whole different yes. ball game. Whatever. Okay. Point is, she was talking about a Christmas dinner that she went to with her family, and the only thing that she brought. To dinner to eat was a raw papaya and oh my god that's what she ate and her whole family was enjoying christmas dinner and they're like caroline can you what how long are you going to do this and she's like forever like duh and it and it is it like sucks you in oh you're so like it's like love is blind it dieting is makes you blind as well <laughs> it does it does and and it's funny too we're getting off on the tangent here but part of her book is like is your diet a cult and it's it's very interesting how it almost kind of seems like that because it's you just get so wrapped up in it and yep. you get into this like my way is right. I believe wholeheartedly in what I'm doing and I'm not listening to anything you all are saying. Like it's very, and I'm changing lives and my life is the best it's ever been. Like if you see a lot of things like that, that's, and it's around dieting, it's, there's no way. It's a little interesting. Well, you're not seeing the whole picture. Right. Because I mean, we've done so many podcasts and posts and stories and courses now on why dieting is so, so bad for you a lot of hidden dieting. I mean, what we used to do, we would say it's a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. It was still dieting. You're still counting macros. You're still tracking what you're eating. Like truly we're, we're huge proponents of intuitive eating because it changed both of our lives and gave us that food freedom, um, to just eat what we want to eat. Eat when we're hungry, stop when we're full and move our bodies when we feel like doing it. We don't have to be like sucked into a workout program seven days a week anymore. Like it's very, freeing. And we want that for you as well. Yes. And we actually address, um, a fear that comes up with intuitive eating. So if you're, you know, you're somebody who's dieted probably their whole life or has tried to shrink their body their whole life and, you know, feels very controlled by food and obsessive thoughts and all those things, 
and you're kind of at your breaking point where you're just like, I can't do this anymore, but also I don't know what else to do. But you've heard of intuitive eating or you've heard, maybe you haven't heard of the actual word intuitive eating. Maybe you've heard of food freedom and I don't count shit anymore. And I just let my body eat what it mm -hmm. wants to eat and all that stuff. And you're like, wow, how does that even work? And so a fear that might come up for you is Ugh, if I do intuitive eating or if I go on this food freedom journey and I don't diet anymore and I'm not trying to lose weight. I'll become lazy, unhealthy, fat, like all these fears come into your head. And so Jenna and I, as we were going through our own intuitive eating journeys, ditching diets and really trying to heal from all of that, a lot of these fears came up for us as well because, and one of the um, actual modules in our course that we have, it's called the Diet Rebellion. The course is all about really helping you debunk the fears that diet culture has said, like, this is going to happen to you if you don't diet. So kind of helping you rewire your brain in that sense so that you can find food freedom and you can eat intuitively. One of the modules is um, the diet culture belief, which I believed for a long time, is um, if you're not dieting, you're not prioritizing your health, mm -hmm. which we kind of said at the beginning of this podcast. And then we're really helping you debunk it. And we're saying, actually, eating intuitively and ditching diets means you're prioritizing your health and respecting your body. So we want to talk about in this podcast episode, why is intuitive eating healthy mm -hmm. and why is dieting not? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, keep in mind, the dieting industry, it's a $70 billion plus industry that has all of these marketing teams aimed toward making you believe that if you're not dieting, you're not healthy. Mm -hmm. So it's hitting you from every single angle. Yes, all the time. So that's important to understand as well. Um, and just dieting in general is so, so bad for you. Yes. So let's get into, so if you're not familiar with intuitive eating, um, intuitive eating, there's like a 10 principle, I guess, method process, mm -hmm. guidelines, whatever you want to call it, that you would follow to help heal your relationship with food and your body from all of the dieting experiences that you've had throughout your life. And when someone comes to us with a fear of like, I'm afraid I'm going to get fat. I'm afraid I'm going to be unhealthy. I'm going to let myself go all of those things. We want to point out what the 10 principles actually are, because the 10 principles, when you read them, they are all about respecting your freaking body, mm -hmm. honoring your hunger, not ignoring your body cues and like mm -hmm. really being in tune with yourself. And once you really understand what those 10 principles are and how it all works, it's really hard to go back to that mentality where you're like, oh, just eating whatever my body wants and whatever feels good to me is unhealthy because the only thing that's unhealthy is disrespecting your body by starving it, mm -hmm. which is what diets do, mm -hmm. over-exercising, um, abusing food emotionally because you feel like you can't have it, yep. binge eating, overeating. All of that is technically considered unhealthy, and all of that is stemming from dieting. Mm -hmm. It's not stemming from you eating what you feel like. And I actually saw a reel on Instagram the other day and it was like this girl was sitting there and I, it was like that Pink Panther song in the back. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, back when I used to like think I was addicted to food and sugar and, you know, I was so convinced that I had to go on these sugar cleanse and mm -hmm. sugar diet or sugar, whatever they're called. Detoxes. I don't even know. Detoxes. She's like, 
And then when I stopped doing all that bullshit and just let myself eat sugar, I didn't want sugar that much. Yeah. She's like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> right. And well, and we just did a podcast on food addiction and sugar addiction specifically because same thing happened for us. It was like Oreos were my thing. Like I could not keep a pack of Oreos in the house. Could not, or I would eat the entire thing. And now that I've given myself permission to eat Oreos whenever I want them, I don't want them. But I like for, I have, I have stale. my husband. Okay. So let's side note. When you tell your husband to go to the grocery store and get something, does your husband buy the largest thing that they have at the grocery store? Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be like, get me a thing of ginger, you know, a ginger root. Yeah. The largest ginger root that yeah. they have. Okay. Mm -hmm. So same thing. Oreos. I'm like, oh, I really want Oreos. Can you get Oreos? Yeah, he bought the party family size. Oh, yeah. So we have the largest thing of Oreos in like our house. The Sam's Club edition. And I keep forgetting that we have them. Sometimes I'll grab them if I'm like, oh, I want something sweet. And I'll eat a couple Oreos and then I'm fine. But we have such an enormous thing of Oreos that they're probably all stale. I keep forgetting they're in my pantry. Yeah, yep. And now, when I did first start my intuitive eating journey, I wanted them. Yes, all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. But I got to a point and it didn't take as long as I thought it would. I yeah. mean, everybody's journey is different, yes. but I got to a point where I, they, I, I don't want them anymore. Right. Well, because it, you know you're allowed to have them. Right. So back to the whole okay. sugar addiction thing. We kind of digressed yeah. there. But but for us, we were like, wait a minute. If sugar is actually addicting, then how do I have stale Oreos? Right. It and how am I not eating the tub of ice cream that I now buy and just have? And how am I not eating... Right. Like it doesn't the make, Hershey chocolates from our s'mores from camping 24 seven. It, right. It makes absolutely no sense. And so if you're curious about the research we found that supports the fact that sugar is actually not addicting, go listen to that episode. Yes. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. But this is all stemming back to like, you know, if we're anti-diet, we're not anti-health because we don't want you to shovel your face with chocolate and pizza and hot dogs and all these things, but we want you to eat those things. Right. Like they shouldn't be off limits and we don't want you having any foods that cause you any feelings of guilt or shame. Mm -hmm. Yes. And speaking of intuitive, the intuitive eating principles, one of them is actually called gentle nutrition. There's literally a, I think it's the 10th one. There's an mm -hmm. entire principle about what does general nutrition look like? We're not going to get into all of that today because we're actually going to have a full-blown intuitive eating like course that's going to walk you through step-by-step -step all the principles. But um, it's basically teaching you in a nutshell how to really listen to your body and pay attention to what foods you're putting in it that are satisfying, make you feel good. They don't make you feel lethargic and like all like mm -hmm. your stomach's not hurting and all those feelings. So really learning what foods make you feel the best and, yeah. and it and teaches you really how to do that. And you're going to learn too, like if you have certain foods that bloat you, yes, like what you want to avoid strictly because they don't make you feel good. Right. Um, and, and what I really like about it is with intuitive eating, with that principle, it honors all like any health diagnosis that you have. Mm -hmm. Like it really helps you get in tune with that and learn to thrive with whatever issues you're, you're experiencing yep. because you're, you're just very in tune with everything that's going on with your body. Yes. So you don't have to be this person that's in perfect health. The only people who are in perfect health can be an intuitive eater. It's like, no, like that's the point. The point is if, mm -hmm. if you're, you have some issues for whatever reason, maybe you were born with them, maybe you develop them later in life that you're able to 
still enjoy life and eat without feeling like shit. Right. And I feel like when you're told you're not allowed to have something and you can't do this and you can't do that, it's all you focus on and you're miserable. Right. So like if you're vegan, if you're vegetarian, if you can't have gluten, if you can't have dairy, if you can't, whatever. Right. Like the whole point is you're not doing it for weight loss purposes. Right. Exactly. If you have a health reason why those things can't be included in your diet, that's totally fine. And how do you move forward? Yeah, you're finding foods that make you feel good, but also satisfy you. Mm -hmm. So you're not freaking starving all the time and feeling like you're missing out. Yeah. Um, Speaking of missing out, a huge part of that is, you know, finding foods that satisfy you. Finding foods that also satisfy you emotionally. Yeah. Because, you know, I think diet culture has really taught us that emotions we should never use food with our emotions. So, like, well, like for example, I love this example that um, I think it was in the fuck a diet actually that she was talking about. Don't get stuck in. Don't turn intuitive eating into a diet. Yeah. Where it's like because they talk about you know eat when you're hungry, you know stop when you're full, which is true most of the time. That's what yeah. you're, what you're gonna do. You're gonna really listen to yourself. But there might be times where you know your friend comes in after work and is like. Hey, I made these cookies. Like, try one. You're not going to be like, no, I'm full. I can't have one. Like, you might just be like, sure, I'll have a cookie. That sounds good. Or if your family wants to go to ice cream because your kid won a baseball game or something or the other, Mm -hmm. and you're like, well, you know, I'm not like starving, but I might get a little bite with them. And, you know, so you're not, so you're not turning intuitive eating into a diet. We, we really don't want you to do that. But you're honoring food choices sometimes based off of like feeling together yeah. like with other people. Yeah. Emotions in that sense. Yes. That's very different from like having a hard day at work and turning and like binge eating. And binge eating on. Yeah. And chugging like 17 bottles of wine or something yes. like that. Like that's not, that's not healthy. And we, and there is an actual principle with intuitive eating. It's called coping with with your emotions, with kindness. And it really walks you through if you are doing, if you are using food to cope with some negative emotions that you're having, um, there's ways to kind of help you through that. Yeah. So our full blown course is in the works. We'll let you know as soon as it's available, but we're going to walk you through all of these principles. Yes. And if you're scared, like if you've heard about intuitive eating and you're afraid that you're not going to be healthy and you're afraid that your body's, you're going to hate it and you're going to just be gross and like all these fears are coming up. Let us help you walk through them because it's very common to have those fears. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what our diet rebellion course is going to have you do. Yeah. Um, I think we should tell them what the fears are that we cover in the course. I think this all really stems back to, you know, am I really going to be doing the the best thing for my body? Right. Is what people really, right. Really truly want. Right. And am am I going to be lazy? And, you know, and that's another principle. We're going to tell you these fears in a second, but that's another principle is really honoring, honoring the way you feel about exercise. Yes. And, and finding movement and ways to move your body that feels good not like what you think you have to do or, or committing to a workout routine that is just so strenuous. And like, I remember I used to, to wake up in the morning when I was working out six days, seven days a week, and I would be so sore and I would be dreading the workout just because I had no energy that day. Mm -hmm. Like if I would have been listening to my body, I mean, I knew I needed a rest day, but I would be so pissed at myself to take a rest day. Mm -hmm. And I would just push through. And Mm -hmm. then I would get injured. That's why I kept throwing my back out and my hips. Like, yeah, it was just so 
taxing. Yes. And I even remember pushing myself so hard waking up at 4 a.m. just so I could make sure I got my workouts in and my eyes were twitching constantly. I had all these aches and pains and it's like exercise is very important. Don't get that wrong. That's another thing is like, oh, intuitive eaters, like they're just like, I exercise. I just eat cookies and sit on my ass. No, exercise is actually very very important. Moving your body is like so important. And it talks about in that principle, like how to figure out how you should do it mm-hmm. to a, make sure that you are moving. Cause we want you to be doing that, but in a way that you're not punishing yourself, you're not getting injured. You're not feeling like drained and dead. You're also not exercising to like burn off what you ate. Mm-hmm. Ew. I saw this reel of this guy and he was like, do you know how many burpees it would take to burn off a Big Mac? And then this girl cuts in. She goes, no one fucking cares. Yeah. Like, no. seriously? No. Well, like- <laughs> well, speaking of, let's talk about Noom for a hot second because oh, that's yeah, the, yeah. the diet that's not a diet. It's the, the lifestyle and it's psychology. Based on psychology, we're going to rewire your beliefs. Okay. Their ad that came up for me the other day was a woman running and it said – She's literally jogging and it says equals like 1.5 ice cream cones. So that was literally telling you like you have to, or what was it? It was like one, like 1.5 miles equals one ice cream cone or something. It was like ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm like, so we're not a diet, but you're teaching people right. that they need to run to burn off ice cream, which is very. It's the same thing as Weight Watchers. It's very based in diet culture. It's the same thing. Well, somebody was arguing with me when I made that post. Mm-hmm. I made a reel where I was like, Noom and restricted diets are the same fucking thing. And I literally just went through Noom's website and was like, this is why this is like false. Right. And, you know, whatever. Their thing is, is completely made up. But. Somebody argued with me in the comments and was like, yeah, it's actually really flexible because if I move my body and I burn this many calories, I'm able to eat more. I'm like, oh, that's Weight Watchers. Number one, it's just points and Noom's just tracking your stuff in an app. And also like, that's how it works. Like the more (laughs) you move your body, the more hungry it's going to be. Right. That's biology. Okay. Like you don't need an app to tell you, I ran a mile. I should probably eat something. But it's different. Like, it's different when oh mentally you're viewing it. But as they're viewing burning. it as burning it off. I view it now as, oh, I just did a hard. I I like some hard strenuous workouts every now and then. I don't like them seven days a week. Yeah, I'm only working out right now. Like when I say working out, like um, intentional, like lifting. Mm-hmm. style workouts. I go on walks all the time. I love walking. It's like one of my favorite things, especially when it's nice out. But I did this really hard leg workout mm-hmm. and I came up for my workout and I'm like, I just literally went ham on that. I need to make sure I eat. Yeah. That is so different. Yes. Like before I'd been like, wow, I burnt so many calories. So like, let's save so I can like eat later. But then I got up yeah. for my workout. I was like, I, I literally made and so I normally make two eggs that fills me up in the morning, but I was like, I'm making four eggs. I had two pieces of toast. I was like, but I was starving, starving after the workout and I just ate until I felt full. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's yeah. actually probably really helping my muscles right now. Right. And but before I would have never thought that. No, no. You would have been so proud of like, oh, I burned everything off. So I'm going to try to not eat as mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. so I can like, like, earn earn it or like well, make it count same thing we went camping um last weekend and like when i go camping all we do is walk around the campground yeah. my one my son my youngest one like if he's in the stroller he's 
perfectly fine. So I literally just do laps like all day within the stroller. So I probably walked. I don't even, I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't wear my Apple watch anymore, which my husband's a little upset with. Cause I told him I don't want to wear it ever again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I probably walked like three miles or something yeah. and we were sitting down to eat breakfast and I was so hungry. And so they made, um, for breakfast, we had French toast, we had eggs, we had hash browns, mm-hmm. like bacon, just like an array of things. I was so hungry. I ate French toast. Then I had um, my eggs. Then I ate the bacon and I was like, I'm so hungry. And so then I went back and got hash browns. And I swear, like my husband was like, oh, you're so hungry, like looking at me weird. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, yeah, I'm starving. I'm starving. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. And I felt so good. I felt so satisfied afterwards. I wasn't starving the rest yeah. of the day. I just ate lunch when I was hungry. Totally different mentality before I'd been like, I'm only allowed to have two eggs and I'm only allowed to have one carb. Right. But I'm so hungry. But I'm and then I would have been starving the whole day until lunch and mm-hmm. I would have been grumpy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So different. What kind of life is that? No, I know. It's so different. So different. So much better. And, but you also weren't like feeling guilty for eating that much and like eating past fullness to the point where you were sick. No, like I was, just... I ate till I was full and I didn't judge myself. Now this has taken some work. Oh yeah. This well, has taken this, some work. Yeah, this is why we're building an entire <laughs> course to help you with this. Like because... this took some, some serious work, but it was the most freeing feeling to not care how many calories I just ate. I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm eating. And when mm-hmm. I'm full, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Proud of you. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And it was, a lot more than everyone else was eating. And mm-hmm. guess what? I don't care. Yeah. I used to judge what other people were eating that, and I'd eat what they were eating. If I, they weren't eating that much, I wasn't eating that much. That's how I used to be too. That took a lot of work for me mm-hmm. to like, to stop comparing the size plates. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone was done. I was still eating. I was still all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I would have never done that. No, no, no. Wow. That's cool. That's Anyways. All right. So let's, let's talk about all of the fears that are going to be covered in our diet rebellion course. Mm-hmm. It's coming very soon. So, so soon. Well, before we, before we say this, um, our, if depending on when you're listening to this, so this is, what day is it? June's or no, it's not June. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I think it's June is so warm outside. No. It's May something. 20, May 21st. 21st. Um, so this might be outdated when you're listening to it, but as of right now, if you are a VIP member of ours. We have a VIP list going. Um, you just have to submit your email to this um, form, which we'll link in the show notes of this bio. And we are releasing this course to our VIP members only right right now. We'll mm-hmm. release it to the public later, mm-hmm. but um, we're releasing it to VIPs only. And we are stopping collecting emails for the VIP on May 27th of 2021. Yes. Okay. So that's going to be linked in the show notes of the podcast. It'll also be on our Instagram bio at fit.and.social. So click that, fill it out, and you'll hear from us via email with all the details for this course. Yes. Okay. So what fears are we covering in the Diet Rebellion? Okay. So basically this is for you if you are like, oh my gosh, I really want to do intuitive eating. This sounds great. Like ditching diet sounds amazing. I want to learn how to listen to my body. I want to learn how to move intuitively, listen to my hunger cues, eat what sounds good, stop when I'm full, all that fun stuff. Heal my emotional eating when it comes to food. But I'm scared. I'm scared that if I do all of those things, that my current weight is so unhealthy. Like I still have to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just need to go on one more diet. Like, well, one more diet, I'll lose the weight. Then I'll do intuitive eating. Yeah. We hear that all the, time. all the time. Like, let me just, let me just do this last one and then I'll come do this with you. If you do one more, 
we're going to tell you about it in the course. If you do one more, you're going to make it worse. You are. The you're healing process it, is going to be harder. It is going to be harder. And your weight set point is going to go up. And I'm not going to tell you all about that right now, but I will tell you what that means is your weight set point is where your body's happiest. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so whatever amount of pounds that is, we're not going to go into numbers here. Um, but if you diet, dieting has been scientifically proven to raise your weight set point. Mm -hmm. So right now your weight set point may be like somewhere, or I don't know. Like, let's say it's like 180. All right. We're going to use numbers. We're just going to use a number. Okay, this is an example. Let's say you go on another diet, your weight set point might go up to like 200, 220. Yeah, it could go up. Like, yeah, it could go up. Where, depending on how effed up the diet is. Yeah. Yeah. It could be higher. So that means you're going to take more and more food to heal and your weight set point where your body's happiest is going to be higher because you're dieting. So that's yes. why we say no more diets. So if you do go on that last diet and let's say you do get to your goal weight, whatever that is, then you're like, okay, now I'm going to do intuitive eating. You're going to gain it all back. You're going to gain all you're of it back. Gain, I'm sorry. You because are. you have to make peace with food. You actually have to eat. Yeah. You have to eat the foods that you weren't allowed to eat on your diet. So you are screwing yourself. You are. You're Big time. Sorry. Yeah. So no more. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. You're just making it worse. Yes. You're just making, worse. making it worse. Your weight set point will heal. It will. So if it's raised because you've done a million diets, it will eventually go to where it's supposed to be, mm -hmm. but you have to heal and go through the you 10 principles and work through it. Okay. Yes. Uh, which leads us to fear too. <laughs> Perfect timing. Yes. I'll gain weight. If you want another diet and lose weight, you're a thousand percent going to gain weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. But we get into, we, we get into, are you going to gain weight? Are you going to lose weight? Are you going to maintain weight? And truthfully, we can't really tell you that. Mm -hmm. Like it depends on your body and what you've put it through. Yes. And one diet called to belief with that is diets work and you're a failure if you can't stick to them. And we are going to debunk that. And we actually said, you know, dieting is actually proven to like everyone gains weight who mm -hmm. diets. I, mm -hmm. You can't sit here and tell me that the diet you did seven years ago, your weight's still gone from that. Mm -hmm. No, no, it ain't. Well, that's the thing. It's like it, you trying to control your weight long-term is impossible. Impossible. All you're doing on those times where you think you're in control, all you're doing is setting yourself up to gain more weight and Go back to go back to, to binging and all of that. Okay. All right. So in the next couple minutes, we're just going to kind of fly through these. Yes. Let's do a full podcast next week Ooh, on, the fears. on the fears. Okay. So that. if you're interested in, in hearing us go into these a little bit more in depth, we can we do will. that. Uh, fear three is I'll never stop eating. I'll never stop eating. I'm, I'm going to crave everything. I'm never going to stop eating. Yep. I'm going to eat all day, every day, every minute, everything. Fear four. I'll binge on junk and sweets because maybe those are the food you don't let yourself have. Yep. We okay. did talk about that in this episode. Mm -hmm. I'll hate my body. That is a big one. Um, mm -hmm. Diet culture wants us to believe that our your worth is determined by the size and shape of your body. Mm -hmm. That's drilled into our brains. We actually, yep. this is one of my favorite modules in the mm -hmm. course because we we go like back through history and look at the media and like how, how they up yeah. it's been. How they make us believe what our body, or yeah. give us that we start, we start at fantasy. The, start at the 1400s and we yes. go through it. So that's yes. kind of fun. I'll become lazy and unhealthy. We just talked about that one. Yep. My friends and family won't understand and they'll judge my food choices. Goal is to get to the point where Lauren did, where you can eat French toast and not worry about others' plates. Yeah. And people saying, are oh, you still eating? Yeah, I am. Shut mm -hmm. up. Um, I'll have no structure or accountability when it comes to my meals. Yep. And that's a big one, especially if you have been following meal plans for a really long time, like we had been. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's scary. It is. But we also talk about, you know, it, it's not that you like can't 
meal prep or, right. can't, or can't have meals in mind yeah. that you're going to make and eat. It's and, all part of the gentle nutrition. Yeah. Definitely is. All right. So more about these fears coming next week. And until then, click the link in the show notes or in our Instagram bio to join that VIP list. All right.